When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. to get us going at 207. McMonigle here with you. 877-337-6666. So, a little baseball. Let's talk a little baseball. Why not? Huh? Why the hell not? Let's start with the Mets because I have to admit, like, I'm hoping Andy Martino is incorrect. I'm hoping Andy Martino is wrong because the report that came out yesterday from Andy Martino is hot garbage as far as I'm concerned for the Mets. I mean, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Andy Martino reported yesterday that pretty much the Mets are wrapping up their offseason, and they have another $10 million or so, and that's not a firm number, but pretty much all you can expect is them to put a little bit more into the bullpen. They that You, you should not expect to add a DH... You should not expect to add another piece to this rotation. You should not expect to add another outfielder. No J.D. Martinez. No one to bolster this lineup. No one to bolster this rotation that is full of guys that, you know, are not really guys you can trust. You know, guys who are like, again, Severino might have a great year if he stays healthy. Quintana, same thing. Uh, we'll see what Adrian Hauser is as a Met. And, you know, there's some hope about what Manaya was at the end of last year. And he's changed his pitches, his pitching style a little bit. And he's throwing more four-seamers. And even though he worked out of the bullpen a lot last year, he made a couple of starts at the end of the year and was, was pretty good. And they like his pitch selection. Uh, and they like his repertoire. And they think he can revert back uh, to being the pitcher even more so than he was in Oakland. So great. Those all might work out, but none of them are. It's it's Kodai Singa and Quintana as being a solid pitcher, at least you saw from the, the year last year with the Mets. Other than that, there's nothing to this rotation, and there are still play. I understand that there's the idea that Montgomery wants to be a Ranger, and I understand the idea that Snell's going to ask for a lot of money, and I understand the idea the Mets are, I don't know, planning for a couple years from now. Great. This offseason is an absolute disaster. I don't care what anybody says. It's an absolute disaster. They have done nothing. I don't understand the plan. I, I, I mean, I guess I, I guess I understand what they're telling me the plan is, which is to do nothing and wait for what? Spend uh, for what? I get not doing some of the things the Mets did. I understand not trade. No one's going to kill him. At least I'm not going to not for not trading Juan Soto. I'm not going to go crazy about not looking to trade for one of these pitchers. I don't think I, I think them not being in the Dylan Cease discussion, which the Yankees are, and we'll get into in a second. I don't I don't I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with trading away assets right now, or not trading away assets. Should I say I'm fine with the idea the Mets are building, acquiring assets, trying to restock the farm and become a stable franchise for a while. I get that. Money doesn't affect that. The word budget, the word that they are almost at their budget, they have $10 million more in the budget, is an absolute joke. 
and the Mets should never have a budget. Now, that doesn't mean what, – what do I mean when I say the Mets should never have a budget? That does not mean that they should go out and get everybody and spend $400 million on a payroll or whatever. What I'm saying is is when they've had an offseason like this, when they had a season like last year, the most disappointing arguably in the franchise's history, when you consider the expectations heading into the year, when you have an owner who has unlimited pockets, you do not approach an, an offseason that, let's be honest, there's a ton of guys still available. This is a slow-moving offseason. There are still pitchers. There are still players that fit them. Outfielders, DHs. People to bolster a rotation, something. There are people out there available that can help the Mets. So I don't mean that you should spend every dollar. And I don't mean that you should have, you know, every single great player on the Mets. But when you've had this offseason where you've done pretty much nothing except sign a bunch of question marks at the rotation uh, for the rotation, which they des- that's the only thing they needed. They literally needed bodies, so they went out and got bodies. And some of them I, I, re- I respect. I think Luis Severino has an opportunity. I think Quintana's solid. We'll see what Hauser is. And I think, you know, Manaya might have found something. It could be a, a decent left-handed uh, pitcher in this rotation. And I, and I think Senga, I don't know if he's an ace-ace, but he's a good, solid pitcher. So they needed bodies. They needed innings. They got the bare minimum. When you're the Mets, when you're Steve Cohen, when you do the bare minimum – you do not set a budget on the end of this offseason, which isn't even at the end considering how many people are available. If someone falls to you, if you're, you should be out there shopping. There should never be a budget. Not off this season and not with the limited money they've spent and what they've done here. If Snell falls to you, if for whatever reason Boris comes back and says, hey, look, we're looking for a short-term deal, you know, bigger money, but hey, you know, it doesn't affect you moving forward. It's not going to be an albatross contract around your neck for years to come. Like you say, no, now nah, I'm on a budget here. I got ten million more dollars to spend. And we'll, again, I'm hoping that Andy Martino is slightly off in his reporting because there's no such thing as a budget when you haven't spent any money here. You've got to be open and still aggressive and still seeing if things can make sense for you. You don't just go, ah, we're pretty much done, and we're looking at maybe a couple of rotation, uh, a couple of uh, bullpen pieces. Absolute nonsense from this Met offseason and the amount of Met fans. Like, we'll see if this report upsets people. I saw, you know, Sal and BT talking about it, and I don't think Sal liked it either. Even for the Met fans who aren't expecting much, this is nothing. This rotation is awful. I mean, I under the a perfect world, could it be a solid rotation? If Luis Severino is healthy and his normal self and makes 30 starts, he could be an excellent number two behind Sanga. And hell, he might end up being the number one. Senga had a great year last year. I expect similar numbers, if not the same. Quintana was solid for the Mets over a whole year. Is it possible he's a one of the better number three starters in baseball? I suppose, or you know, right up there. Can uh, Manaya be a left-handed pitcher who's figured it out, throwing the high fast, the four-seam fastball, and you know, getting better control than he's had over the last couple of years and reverting back to being a, a mid to low three RA pitcher? Great, great. All possible, I don't know how likely. And all of them happening is extremely unlikely.
and Peterson's not going to be available, and you're looking at McGill and Buto as the two guys who are going to back up that rotation. How can you be done? How can you definitively be done? It makes no sense to me. None. This is a disaster of an offseason. I hate what the Mets have done. If I was a Met fan, I would be furious at what's going on here. You bring in David Stearns to run this organization, and his first year he decides to pretend like he's still running Milwaukee? Like, I don't get it. Spend money. Bring players to this team. Have a season and have a future. What's stopping the Dodgers? They just signed Tasker Hernandez to a one-year deal. Oh, they well, you don't understand, Chris. They're a, you know, a destination. They Everyone wants to go there. Make the Mets somewhere everybody wants to go. I mean, you're telling me you're not going to add... Uh, Evan and, and different people, uh, Met fans I had a discussion with, I think even Fliegelman and different people, well, listen, this is when, when, when Bader got signed. Well, this is a one-move thing. I mean, Bader is a, a solid player. He hits left-handed pitching to a 900 OPS, and you know he's a good platoon guy. He's your starting center fielder. I mean, sure, could you could you you know move McNeil to the outfield on certain days and and, and play those games? Sure, but that, that's a that's a, a weak outfield of Nimmo McNeil and uh, Marte, who is so injury prone that they're celebrating the idea he played a full nine innings in the outfield. I saw that story. Woo! Marte played a full nine innings. Bader's your that that's your move. That's the move to help the offense this year. And it's not even to help the offense, it's to help the defense. Like again, it's a report. They might turn around and sign and sign Montgomery tomorrow. I don't know. But I am if this is the offseason, if they go out and pick up another couple of relief pitchers for 10, 15 million dollars and call it a call it an offseason, and we'll see you at spring training. What a disaster. What a disaster. And for the Yankees, the Yankees had a powwow. Yankees had to go to Tampa. Yankees had to really get together and figure out how they can, you know, work things out. What are they going to do? And it seems like they're down to two. I think everybody expects Montgomery to go back to Texas right now because, you know, again, the Mets aren't involved in it, but it's okay. I I don't know why, but okay, they're not. Um, so it sounds like he wants to go back to Texas. And there were some reports, again, that he seems bitter towards the Yankees a little bit or, you know, all things being equal, rather not return. I, I don't understand it. I, I can't keep speaking, to my house, my, speaking about this till my face is blue. Montgomery has nothing to be upset about with the New York Yankees. He has absolutely nothing. They traded him. It helped him. He went somewhere else and learned some new tricks and got better and won a World Series. The Yankees brought him up. The Yankees dra- the Yankees brought him through their farm system. The idea that, you know, he should have some ill will about being traded. It's a business. Do you hate the Cardinals? Would you go back to the Cardinals if they offered you money? They traded you too. And and the idea that they they said he couldn't be a playoff pitcher is is just nonsense. The Yankees never said that. I'm not even sure what the Yankees said about that one particular year, but they made a decision an outfielder and a defensive center fielder and someone who could help that team. Uh, that was going to the playoffs more than a fifth pitcher in that rotation, they made a decision, right, wrong, and different. 
The guy ended up being a great, their best postseason hitter, by the way, but whatever the case may be, Montgomery has no reason to be mad at the Yankees. But it sounds like Montgomery's out. So they're down to two people. It doesn't sound like, as of right now, Burns or Bieber are, are hot on the trade market. I, I hope they are because I like those two options better than the two options the Yankees are discussing right now. Burns is my guy. That's who I want. But it sounds like right now the Yankees got had a powwow to discuss whether or not they are going to pay for Blake Snell or trade for Dylan Cease. It sounds like those are the two options. Uh, I think the Orioles obviously are on the, on the Cease uh, trade as well, and they clearly have more assets and more prospects to trade for Cease. So if they're if they're gung ho about it, I would think the Orioles would win that. But the Yankees are determined to add, and at least that's the one thing. And say what you want, the Yankees might come up empty. And I guess if that happens, you'll make it. Uh, the the detractors, the the Cashman and Hal haters, and the Met fans will tell you that it was all a big uh, facade, and they were never interested. They just fooled you into thinking they were interested. But I do believe the Yankees are genuinely interested, and so that's that's the real difference. So the 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 Met fan who will troll back, what have you done besides Juan Soto? You're right, nothing. It is Juan Soto, but you're right, nothing since. But at least it seems like the Yankees recognize they need to go do something. The players are not gone yet. And as of right now, the Yankees are in it. And they got together to try to see which one would they do. Should they go pay Snell or should they try and trade for Cease? And for me, I don't know how much I like Dylan Cease. I like him better than Snell, I suppose. But I don't know if I want to trade Spencer Jones, who right now is the Yankees' top prospect, a six foot seven outfielder who has raw talent and raw power and has, you know, really kind of. Um, emerged here. Obviously, the, was the, he was their best prospect even before uh, Jason Dominguez made the major leagues. So, I mean, he he jumped Dominguez in the prospect ranking. Uh, that's what people think of him. And I don't know if I'm willing to trade away my best piece and my best guy for a uh, a right-handed pitcher that you know is is solid, young, controllable for the next couple of years, but I mean, I don't know how good he is. I know he's he he was leading in the 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 sword category, whatever that is, uh, which is bad swings taken. But like I don't know. Like let's look at his numbers together here. Last year for the White Sox, he pitched. He had thirty three starts. He threw one hundred and seventy seven innings. He gave up nineteen home runs. He walked 79 guys, which is, you know, a decent amount. 214 strikeouts, had an ERA of 4.58. Now, the year before, in 32 starts, had an ERA of 2.2 and finished second in the Cy Young. And this year, the, the White Sox were awful. They fell apart. He still has good strikeout numbers. He still has good swing and, stuff, swing and miss stuff. The ERA obviously was 4.5, not great, um, but... He's trending in the right direction. He's he's twenty. He'll be twenty eight years old this year. You're getting a pitcher on the right side of thirty with controllable numbers, with controllable years. But I don't know if I want to give up the biggest pieces in an organization that has already made trades for Verdugo and for Juan Soto that have deplenished the pitching. And now I got to give up, and and that's what they're going to want, and that's what it's going to take. They're going to have to give up Spencer Jones to get him. Do you want to give up your best position player for another starting pitcher when, honestly, I think you can get away with a Peraza or a Pereira or both to go get a, if available, a Burns or a Bieber who are one-year rentals? I would rather do that.
I would rather give up less for the rentals than give up more for the controllable pitcher. And if it's if that's not possible and it comes down to Dylan Cease or uh, obviously um, the pitcher from San Diego, who I've said his name a million times today and now has suddenly uh, evaded my stupid mind and Fliegelman's in the middle of something, he's not hearing me ramp and can't come up with the name for the pitcher from San Diego. Look at him. He has no idea what's going on. He has no idea. Fleegs, who pitches for San Diego? Who's the, who's the free agent pitcher the Yankees are interested in? From San Diego? Yes. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. Well, because the only free agent from San Diego I can think of, I don't. It's Hater, but I don't think they're no, no, interested. no, no. The starting pitcher that I've said his name three times in the last twenty minutes. Go ahead. Oh, Blake Snell. Blake Snell. Thank you very much. Sometimes I lose my mind. If it's between Blake Snell and if it's between, I don't know why I was thinking of him as not from San Diego. Yeah, I know. I'm, He's I'm still losing, me. I'm losing my mind. No, that's on me. I'm just messing around. Uh, and I would have got it eventually. Then I was playing games with you. But Snell or Dylan Cease, I absolutely, I think I go Snell. I'd rather just spend the money. I'd rather spend the money. I'm not sure where his market is. I know that right now he's got uh, the the agent. He's got everyone's agent. Like, and I think that's part of it, too. The idea that one agent controls almost the entire free agents that are left, he's playing the game. He's not stupid. He's the super agent. He is going to play this game out. And I think that's had a lot to do with the slow-moving market because we all thought once Otani went, once Yamamoto went, that we would start to see some of these pitchers just get off the board. But here we are playing the game, and we're waiting for Snell's numbers to come down. And I think that's what the Yankees are waiting. And I think, I don't know what the market is right now. I think his numbers are going to have to come down. And we've heard reports he's intrigued with the Yankees. We've heard reports that, you know, maybe he'd be willing to do different kind of contract things. And certainly, we understand pushing money down the line. That's the new thing. That's the new trend in baseball. So for me, as much as I probably think Dylan Cease is a better fit, will long-term be better for the Yankees, and, and Snell scares me, and Snell and his walk rate scare me. And the idea of the years he's put in between his Cy Young scare me. I still think next year for 24, I would rather just spend money. I've already traded. I would make the smaller trade that gets me Burns or gets me a rental because I'm willing to move on from Peraza. I'm willing to move on from Pereira. I'm willing to move on from Oswaldo Cabrera. I'm willing to move on from you know another maybe pitching prospect but I don't want to give up the farm. I don't want to have to give up my best prospects to get Dylan Cease. I'd rather spend money. But that's the decision the Yankees are, are currently debating. They're in Tampa. Hal Steinbrenner, Brian Cashman, all the, all, all the underlings, all the guys we hate as Yankee fans can't despise, this front, can't despise this front office enough. All those guys are in Tampa right now deciding, and what it sounds like, is spending the money for Snell on an overreach for a starting pitcher? Because that's really the question. Like, the question is, we need to go get another rotation piece. The Yankees know it. Hal Steinbrenner knows it. Brian Cashman knows it. They are all in for next year. This rotation's not good enough. They need another top-end piece to this rotation. So do right now they have a question. Do they overspend 
and give more money to Snell than they think is fair? Or do they overspend and give more prospects to Chicago for Cease than they think is fair? Because that's where they're – if they thought they were making a good deal, I think they would have made it already. I think they're looking at the numbers that that Blake Snell is asking and saying this is – I'm not comfortable giving Blake Snell that contract. And they are looking at the asking price for Dylan Cease, and Cashman is saying, I am not comfortable with giving up those amount of prospects, and particularly in my mind, uh, the number one prospect overall in Spencer Jones. I don't think the Yankees are comfortable with either deal. And right now they're having a powwow because they know on some level they're going to have to be uncomfortable. Because as uncomfortable as they are with Snell's contract offer, or uh, you know, expectation, and as uncomfortable as they may be with the package it needs to go get Dylan Cease, what they're most uncomfortable with is trading for Juan Soto, going all in on this year and having this rotation. That's the most uncomfortable. So it's all a matter of where do you want to put your uncomfort? Where are you willing to be unhappy? And right now, I am with them, and that's why they're meeting, because I'd rather be unhappy making a mistake on Snell or making a mistake giving away Spencer Jones than I would be making a mistake not doing enough for this 24 season, because I am all in. So that's why they got together to decide which way should we be uncomfortable. And at least I respect them for that, because you need to understand this And for too many years, the Yankee group has been unwilling to be uncomfortable. Brian Cashman has been unwilling to make a deal he doesn't love and he's not comfortable with. He's not willing to overpay for this guy because it doesn't make him comfortable. This is a year where they have to go out. And they, listen, it started with, I don't think they were comfortable giving up Michael King. I think Hal Steinbrenner stepped in and said, screw it, you got to go do it. I don't think Cashman loved that deal. I think Cashman was willing to wait. He wanted Juan Soto, but I think he was willing to wait to see what the price tag was after um, you know, certain things went down, whether it be Otani or whatever. He was willing to wait because he knew San Diego needed to trade him. But thankfully and smartfully, the, the, the owner stepped in and said, no, 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 make this trade now. We desperately need him. So if you're going to overpay and go get Juan, Juan Soto and give up something that makes you uncomfortable, the uncomfortability can't stop there. Because right now, I am uncomfortable with this rotation. And I'd rather figure out a way to make it better than only make a deal I'm comfortable with. And that's why they're meeting. Because they're trying to figure out what to do. But at least I feel as a Yankee fan, I totally feel this way. And Yankee fans, you let me know. 877-337-6666. Do you think they are on the precipice of making a deal? Do you believe they realize they have to go do something? Do you, are you believing the reports that they are meeting so that they can figure out what top end of the rotation piece they go get? I think they're determined to do it. They recognize it, it has to be done, and they're just trying to figure out whether it's overpay money-wise or overpay prospect-wise. And anytime in an uncapped sport, to me, it's a no-brainer. Go overspend with money as opposed to prospects. 877-337-6666. Dom, I see your call. We're going to get to you after a short break. Your Yankee calls, your Met calls. The Mets are on a budget. The Yankees don't know which way to overspend. 
That's where we are in this slow, drag out, take forever baseball offseason. But hopefully we are reaching a, a, a crucial point here. And the Yankees, and I would love to see the Mets, go out there and add to their rotation. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Our five-hour midnight ride right here on The Fan, 877-337-6666. Let's get to the calls. We've opened it up to pretty much everything. I think we've touched on all the major topics. Knicks with a big win, or, you know, not really, just a, should I say, a large victory, large margin of victory for their fifth consecutive win, undefeated since the OG Ananobi trade. They've been unstoppable. He led all scorers in the game. He's a plus 111 over these five games. Remarkable. And now what do they do? What do they do to bolster this team moving forward? Another another trade should be made, but is it going to be the superstar trade? Probably not. It could just be another smart role player that fits this team perfectly, just like OG did. And that's where the Knicks are right now. The Knicks fans should be pumped. It's about as good as it's been here in a long time. If you're really good about this Knicks team right now. Uh, obviously, the Jets and Giants. Wink Martindale is on the run. Team can't get in touch with him. He screamed and cursed out Brian Dable after he wanted to. After he told him they were letting go of a couple of outside linebacker coaches in the Wilkins brothers, who's been with Will, Wink for a long time. He cursed Dable out and walked away. He's told his friends he's resigning, but... He hasn't told the team anything. They can't get in touch with him. And I'm starting to blame Wink more than I am Dable in this situation. We talked about that. Aaron Rodgers never stops talking. And the Yankees and the Mets continue to go through this slog of a baseball offseason. It sounds like the Mets may be just close to done. At least that's the report from Andy Martino. They have about $10 million up to spend and expect it to be put in the back end, the back of uh, the bullpen. So... No more, don't expect a DH, don't expect another starting pitcher of any uh, significance. The Mets are almost done, if you believe that report. And the Yankees are trying to figure out which move they want to make that they don't love right now. But they're at least aware they need to make a move that they don't love. 877-337-6666. That's a quick quick little scene, uh, synopsis of everything we've talked about here. Let's get to the calls. Dominic in North Carolina. What's up, Dom? Mac, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Pretty good. Listen, I, I caught the beginning, and then I had to go into work, and then I'd just been listening about the Mets and Yankees. I got two questions for you. One about the Knicks, one about the Yankees, and I yeah. appreciate your perspective on both. As for the Knicks, specifically, who would you want to get? I mean, they, the only thing they, re, the thing they really truly need is a superstar big man. You can't get one of those. Yeah, I don't I don't. So, no, I don't think you're going to get so that. Again, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the Superman, the superstar is out there. Uh, I've mentioned, a, right. uh, um, obviously, we saw uh, Malcolm Brogdon yesterday in the game. Evan talked about him yesterday. I think that would be a piece. I think you're looking to replace quickly. I think you're looking for another guard off the bench who can give you instant access, shoot the three at a 42 to 44% clip, uh, you know, and be that guy. You know, Brogdon won the Sixth Man of the Year award. That's what you're looking to get. I, there's a... Uh, Jordan, of course, uh, you could do that by 
increases DiVincenzo's minutes, and that's what it appears they're doing. Yeah, I know, but I, so, I, I don't want to do that forever. I, want, I think they need that, that next role player uh, to really be that guy off the bench. I, I, I like Grimes, and obviously Grimes has played well here, and we've seen Deuce play well. But I still think they could use that next that other guard. So we've talked about a couple of different names. Uh, Jordan Clark's yep. Jordan Clarkson out in Utah is someone I could see. Maybe they could move, and I would be interested in that. Um, there's a, a couple of names. Not nothing, you know, nothing crazy. A, a, a good scorer off the bench is kind of what I'm looking for. Another role player with yeah, this about, team. The, about the Yankees. Yeah, as a Yankee fan, I am not a Yankee fan. That was, as a Yankee fan, about- you are not a Yankee fan. No, you're, oh, you're you asking me as a Yankee fan. You the I gotcha. I, got, I was confused by how you said that. Good. Right. Aren't you concerned about Snell in Yankee Stadium, the way he walks people? I mean, in well, Yankee bit, Stadium, yeah. a pitcher who walks people like Snell, you, you, you know, one little fly ball to the porch and, and yeah, all of a sudden, I mean, if you look, if you're you, down three. It's a little – if you look at it, they give up pretty much it's, – it's a middle-of-the-road ballpark as far as home runs go. It's not the home run ballpark people think it is. I mean, left-handed hitter, sure, it doesn't take much to pull it, uh, but it it doesn't yield as many home runs as you think. And San Diego is not the same place it was all those years ago. It gives up; they give up home runs in San Diego too. But yes, listen, it's not even just the home runs; walking people, it, it's he, his walk rate is not good. Totally agree, and that's why he's had years where he hasn't won the Cy Young. But he's also very difficult to hit, and I think he's got great stuff. And I'd rather yeah, I'd rather pay him than than trade. Doesn't I mean we're talking about him or Dylan Cease? Doesn't the four and a half ERA of Dylan Cease worry you? Well, I I I don't think necessarily either one of them is going to be the answer to what you're looking for. Well, I, I, I mean, but those now, are those are the options. That's why they need some. They need a pitcher of relevance. They they can't. I just think go, you should overpay Montgomery. Is what I think. Yeah, I don't. I, I think he wants to go to Texas, and I'm. I don't. I don't agree necessarily. Why? I don't think Montgomery. I, and I'm all in on next year. You think next year Montgomery is that much better than Snell? I don't. I don't think so at all. Problem over, Snell over the course is, of the he, year. Snell just won the Cy Young. Yeah, Make it sound like he's a bum. Inning pitcher. What? That's I'm not he's a, I'm that's not over. He's a that's overrated too. Last year, six plus Montgomery went six plus two more games than than Snell did. Two more games. That's it. He went six plus two more games. He's not going to ever go eight. He's not going to ever go seven and, and two thirds. That I agree with. But he'll give you six plus innings. Like that's what pitchers give nowadays. He's not a five inning pitcher. He had six plus starts. Uh, I think it was more than it was twenty six six plus start six plus starts innings this year, and Montgomery had like one more or two more. Like it's 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 a little overblown that he never throws innings. He's not a five inning pitcher; he's a six inning pitcher. And he'll Montgomery on a given night goes seven eight nine if 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 given the opportunity. I agree, and he won't ever do that. But he gives you six solid innings, and he just won the Cy Young. Don't act like he's not a good pitcher. He just won the Cy Young. He's won the Cy Young in multiple in in both leagues. Yeah, and, and, and he led the National League in batting average against. He's the hardest pitcher in baseball to hit this year. And that and that's the other thing about Snell with his history. The the year following a Cy Young year when he logs the innings, he has tremendous fall off. Yeah, I mean, and listen, that's the other thing I'd be. I'm I'd ner- be about. That's why they haven't signed him yet because there are there are issues. I don't love him. I totally agree. I want to go trade for Burns. I want to go trade for Bieber. 
I really want to trade for Burns, but I would take Bieber. Like, those are better options to me. Montgomery long-term yeah. is a better option than Snell. It sounds like he really wants to be a Ranger, and, and right now I'm not sure if Burns and Bieber are on the trade market. But they they can't just sit back and go, oh, I you know, I, I'd rather pitch Clark Schmidt or some other pitcher than Blake Snell because he walks too many guys. Like, they have to be all in for next year. They have to be. They but have they to have go to do be, something. But do, they, do they have to be all in? On day one, you made a great point. Burns and Bieber, those guys may become available near the trade deadline. Yeah, maybe. You pick them up at that point. Yeah, I, I, I understand mean, that. You, I make it sound like, you make it sound like they, they could put them on layaway and then just... On day uh, one. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, but I have to do something. And I can't, I can't wait and and hope it happens. We heard the same thing. Remember? Oh, you don't need, you don't need to go get a left fielder next year. You can go pick one up at the trade deadline. And then the 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 Pirates made a long term commitment to to uh, Brian Reynolds, who we thought would be an option. Reynolds, yeah. And then uh, and then uh, the Cubs took uh, what's his name off the market. I mean, and then before yeah. you knew it, there were no left fielders available at the trade deadline. Never mind the fact that with the new playoff structure, every team is still in it come the trade deadline. So less teams are willing to move on. And more teams are looking for players. I can't go in. I, I can't go into point. the season uh, just assuming that I'm going to have an excellent starting pitcher available to me at the trade deadline. I just can't. And then get into a bidding war. And I'd rather spend money than trade people. Like I think in, in an uncapped sport, yes, there's a luxury tax. Yes, there's a penalty. And yes, uh, you know they have to give a 500 million dollar contract to Juan Soto next year. All those are true. But I, any time you all, you you tell me, would I rather make a mistake with money or prospects? I'd rather make, I, like, I'd rather just go pay money. Now that's not all. That's a simplified, easy answer. So there's nuance to everything, and I'm willing to have the argument that trading is better. I love the trade for the trades they made so far, and I want ultimately my goal and the perfect situation is to make another trade for Burns. So I'm open to trade more, but. I don't know how I feel about Cease just yet. He had the great year two years ago. Other than that, his career ERA is 4.49. I'm sorry, that's the not his ERA. Hold on. I was looking at the wrong number. His career ERA is 3.83. So that's a good career ERA. He, um, in 2021, 3.9. In 2022, which is really the year, he was second in the Cy Young. He pitched 184 innings. Uh, led the league in walks. I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about walks and Snell. Um, Cease led the league in walks with seventy eight. He had seventy nine this year, so he walks people too. Um, he struck out that year. He struck out two hundred and twenty seven hitters, and you know he had an ERA of two point two, and he went fourteen and eight for the White Sox. Gave up one hundred and twenty six hits in one hundred and eighty four innings. That's an incredible year. He had a great year. Last year, not so much. Last year he went seven and nine, which I won't hold against them because wins aren't a stat you really focus on with starting pitching anymore. Plus the White Sox were awful, but he made thirty three starts. That's the other thing; he's pretty dependable. Twenty twenty one thirty two, twenty twenty two thirty two, twenty twenty three thirty three. So he makes all the starts. He's been able to stay healthy. Uh, he threw one hundred and seventy seven innings this year. Uh, he gave up nineteen home runs, which is a bit high, not crazy, but nineteen twenty is about all you want to give up. He walked seventy nine batters. Struck out 214, led the league in wild pitches. He's done that twice in his career. Like he's a he's good, he's good. Is he 
Is he that much? Is the controllable over him, Snell, and the difference between him and Snell worth Spencer Jones as opposed to just money? Like, that's the question. How much value do you put on Spencer Jones? Because the Mets put a Scherzer contract value on Acuna. What 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 do the Yankees consider the value of Spencer Jones? Because to me, I'd rather hopefully he's part of the outfield in a couple of years, and especially if they miss out on Juan Soto. Like if you trade Spencer Jones, then you better sign Juan Soto and make it a moot point and have Judge Dominguez and Soto as your outfield for the next decade. Mike in Brooklyn, what's up, Mike? See, Mac. Thanks for taking my call, bud. You got How it, buddy. You Good. How are you? Good. Good, good. I'm the guy with the water bottles. <laughs> oh, I sent you gl- that, uh, that yes. Valentine one. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They. Uh, it's amazing to me that people would spend two hundred dollars on eBay for a, for a a, a tumbler. Crazy. Ridiculous. I bet you anyone from the gym it works great. You could have exactly. ice in there for two, three hours. It doesn't melt at all. No, I know that's great. My wife went. My wife puts ice in the water, yeah. goes to work, and comes home with ice in the cup. Forget two hours; it's six, seven oh. hours. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But there, there's two points that are really like driving me crazy. Okay. Um, well, I, so first of all, I'm a Dolphin fan and a Mets fan, so I'll go do the Dolphin one first. I have three big kids, right? So we go to say two, three games a year. So say each time we go, it's probably fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred dollars to two thousand dollars, right? And I don't mind paying that. I buy the Sunday ticket. I don't mind paying that. Right, mm-hmm. I go out. I buy them, you know, merchandise, hats, and buy myself jerseys and stuff like this. And I don't mind paying that. But this whole peacock thing with my, the only game being on there is the Miami game for five ninety nine is driving me nuts. And <laughs> yeah, listen, no, it's true. I, I for some reason I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I I do certain day I've been working for a long time, so I have a you know a nice little nest egg type, you know. But there's a lot of people that I, I know that are Dolphin fans that can't afford that five ninety nine for one game, and are not going to see it because of something stupid like this, right? They, they they're just pricing everybody out. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I I understand your point, and I'm not going to try and tell you there aren't people who can't afford five ninety nine, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think mm-hmm. that's the main issue. Honestly, I don't think the main issue is that people can't afford five ninety nine. I think the main mm-hmm. issue is that the NFL does not need a hundred million dollars to impose of the five ninety nine. On the fan base. Now uh, you're right. Yeah. There are definitely people out there who 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 can't just you know uh, you know six bucks is six bucks, and yeah. and and it's it's unfortunate. But I would uh, it's it's not so much that it's the greedy nature of the NFL. It's it feels dirty that they need your six bucks for that one game. Of course, like that's and you, the problem. And then you know, the- and then you know what's going to happen. They're going to see how many people buy this one. Then next year it's going to be two games. Yeah. The following year it's going to be three games. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing. And, you know, Peacock does it in hopes that you pay that and say, what the hell, I got a month of this product. I might as well give it a yeah, whirl, and then you like it. But, I mean. Yeah, you forget about it like a gym membership. Oh, yeah. it's only 10 bucks. Yeah. You know, I don't have to go. And I pay three years later, nobody goes. Right, so, 100%. Yes. Great. Right, exactly. So you, end the, up, the, you end up spending $125 for the year, and you're like, oh, geez, I didn't go. I went three times. Uh, but, yeah, yeah I mean. Great. I, I understand what you're saying, but and again, I don't like it either. But it is it, it's 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 one of those things where I I just I can't the the world is is changing and we're gonna have to deal with this stuff. Like it's just it's part of the future. It sucks. Again, I just like everything. The Yankee, the Yankee. You have to have Amazon to watch 20 Yankee games a year. You have to watch. You have to have Amazon to watch Thursday night football. And eventually, yeah. you're gonna you know you're gonna have to do it. But to I, I agree. For a league that makes as much money as they do and are the powerhouse that they are and print money mm-hmm. and own a day of the week, they don't need 
to to for that extra hundred million and make you pay five. That's I, I think that was the deal. They got five. They got like a hundred million dollars from NBC yeah. and Peacock to put this game strictly on Peacock. Like they don't need that money to impose on you. Like it sucks. I, I agree. Of course. But ultimately, course. like and, if I'm a Dolphins mm-hmm. fan, I got to be totally honest with you. I have no problem. Gonna I, I'm going to pony up to five the six bucks. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I know. I just think it was Prince. I probably will too. But I'm just yeah, they got us. Principle. They know they're going to do it. Yep. And then the second point, uh, obviously, I talked to a flea a little, so he <laughs> talked me off the ledge uh, with the um, Martino article with the ten million dollar uh, cap, more more of a cap for yeah. uh, the rest of the season. Come on, it's, first of all, if it's true, it, it's complete garbage. How do you spend four hundred fifty million dollars last year? Yeah, I totally understand. You have to what he's he's doing to the team. He's rebuilding the farm team. And, and all that stuff. But but listen, right now you have a, no left fielder, you have no third baseman, and no DH, really, right? You, for those positions. Well, your left, fielder is, your, your left fielder is Nimmo slash McNeil. On yeah, day, and your center, yeah. your center fielder is Bader, and your right fielder is Marte. And then, you know, then if you need people filling, yeah, you have Stewart, uh, Wendell, and yep. they, they pretty much, they rotate all three, though, for, for the DH as well as left field and third yeah. base. Wait, you're have we got Beatty and Vientos. Yeah, I mean that's the team right now. They've done they've done no upgrades to the lineup whatsoever, and other you know Wendell and and uh, you know Wendell and Bader and the rotation. Mm-hmm. They've added you know three starting pitchers, but none of them are, none of them are uh, one. Yeah, none There's of no them. One. They don't have one. They don't have a start. They don't have an ace. Yeah, I agree. Sang is a no. very good pitcher. I still wouldn't classify him as an ace. That's I would no, have to go. I would have to go through baseball. To find uh, a team, you know, he's probably not the worst ace in baseball, but I don't think he's one of the better ones, obviously. Definitely not. So, they, you know, listen, if they don't get at least, and that's another thing, I don't even want to go to any, like, if they put this team on the field without getting, like, either a Soler or a Martinez for, like, DH left, left field, yeah. and at least one other pitcher, I, I, you know, I don't even want to go to games. Like I said, I don't, who wants to go to a game for $500 and see that garbage? It, it's back yeah. in, like, uh, you're like mid 2000s over there. No, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, and especially, cons- and thank you for the call, Mike. Uh, I, I agree. I'm surprised that they're not doing more. I'm surprised Steve Cohen has not done more. I understand what they thought. They, 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 they were willing to go do Yamamoto. That would have been the move. If they got Yamamoto and they offered him, even though I think they didn't do enough, they still offered 325. I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy about it. I think they could have done more and should have done more. If they really wanted him and had to do more, if they really wanted him and should have known that, but they did offer him three hundred twenty-five million dollars. So they 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 went out there and attempted to get Yamamoto and gave it a good run uh, and fell short. They have deemed no one else, no one else worthy of any kind of money, and they are building a rotation of throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. That's that's what they've done here. They've built to add one guy to add the one Severino of low risk. I mean, you know, you know, low risk, high reward. I'm open to it. But I mean, to to just throw in a bunch of you know pitchers who haven't really pitched well <laughs> for a while, and now I know Severino. I saw it on uh, SMY uh, last week, whatever. They're already coming up with the well. It had a lot to do with his tip pitching, and he's still you know. So we'll see. It's about staying healthy. I think he will get better and have a better year this year. But he's got to stay healthy. And who knows? Maybe it all works out. Maybe Manaya revert, reverts back and has the best year of his career. He's still in the prime of his life, prime of his career. No reason why he can't be, you know, have his best year. Severino, same thing. And Sanger could make a step up. And then once they get into a position like that and have a good first half, uh, maybe 
Steve Cohen could be convinced to go out there on the, and make a trade and bolster the lineup or whatever. So, I mean, I'm not saying the Mets are doomed. And I wouldn't tell you that, that you shouldn't go out there. I'd be pumped for opening day. I'm disappointed in the offseason. They've gone into the offseason with the idea of, eh, let's see how this year goes and maybe we'll add. That's, that's Will Pond-esque. Now, he's going to have one of the bigger payrolls in baseball, if not the biggest. I get that. He's still spending money. And I'm not saying he's the Wilpons, but their plan this year of getting guys on the cheap, low-risk, high-reward, not doing much, and then the idea of, well, if we get to midseason and we're close enough and we feel like we can compete, then I'll be willing to do something and see if I can help this team at the deadline. That is the definition of what the Wilpons did after Bernie Madoff. That's the definition of what they did. The quick, the quick run to go sign the average player, the the, the Chris Youngs of the world. That, that, that as soon as offseason starts, we'll get Chris Young. Last year, as soon as the offseason started, they re-signed their the best closer in baseball. Like that's the difference in the years here. They've done nothing. And maybe it turns out, and maybe they're a wild card team. And in the next couple of years, all these. Uh, super st- all these superstar prospects pan out and the team's excellent and they're not linked to these long contracts and that's when Steve Cohen will spend money to bolster a young, exciting core of these prospects that all pan out and in three or four years, they're a dominant force inside baseball. I hope that's the case. And I get the... I, I, but I just... If I'm Steve Cohen, I don't sit on my laurels at ever. 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 And that's what the Mets have done. 